0: Welcome to the Hidden History Happy Hour podcast with Alex Dean and Brian Cunningham. Here we have a drink, have a laugh, and you just might learn something about our favorite stories from history. Please visit our website at hiddenhistoryhappyhour.com and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And if you like the show, please rate us five stars and leave a review. Cheers. welcome to another episode of the hidden history happy hour i'm afraid you are just stuck with me today it's alex uh, riding solo brian has a very good excuse uh he just got married and is off on his honeymoon so we congratulate uh, brian and his beautiful blushing uh, bride who may perhaps be a guest on the show uh, sometime uh, soon so she can introduce herself uh, to our ever-expanding audience Um, Please don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you are getting your podcast. As everyone always asks me what I'm drinking, I would never get away with this if Brian uh, was with us. I'm having an alcohol-free beer because I've just had several heavy days in Brussels, uh, where where... whatever the other faults of the city, the beers are strong and excellent. So having had quite a bit of Brussels beer, I'm having something alcohol-free. This uh, today is a story that you will not read in um, either of the books that I've had published of history uh, so far. This is a story that I have told on Twitter and have greatly improved with uh, thanks, uh, my grateful thanks to uh, followers who've pointed out things that I could and should add uh, before it makes it into a potential third book. This is the story of the guides at Bala It is the story of the bravery and the obstinate loyalty of the men of the Corps of Guards Cavalry and Infantry, the 10th Queen Victoria's own Frontier Force, who were faithful even unto death. In 1879, the Second Afghan War came to an end as the old uh, Amir of Afghanistan fled and the new rather more pliable Amir, his son, uh, signed the Treaty of Gandamak with us, the British. And a part of the peace settlement was the agreement that a British uh, envoy would take up residence in Kabul and that person would supervise certain aspects of Afghan uh, relations. But I make the point that things agreed by elites in the heat of heady moments are not always wholly reflected in the sentiments uh, felt amongst the people over whom they rule in the times that follow. And that is doubly uh, the case when, as was the case with much of the Afghan army, large units of fighting men had not been paid for some months. So thus it was that Sir Pierre Louis-Napoleon Cavagnari, yes, that was his real name. I was asked several times. Uh, Sir Pierre Louis-Napoleon Cavagnari was installed in the fort at Hissar in uh, Kabul with a small guard of 75 men. The number of uh, men was kept deliberately small in an effort to not antagonize the Afghans. As we will see, that uh, did not work. Um, and their presence, not least because kavagnari himself had negotiated the greatly resented and onerous Gandamak Treaty. And um, that group was promptly besieged by the Afghan army in full mutiny. I note uh, that Cavagnari was not a man blessed with profound, empathetic insight. His last message to the governor general the day before the mutiny and the siege was all is well in the Kabul embassy. Well, it wasn't. Some 2000 men besieging the embassy opened up with fusillades of gunfire from positions all around the fort, including from tall buildings that overlooked it. So the position was almost indefensible from the beginning. And and Sir Pierre was among the first of the occupying defenders uh, to be struck and amongst the first of the defenders to die. Uh, The musket ball he took uh, to the head uh, killed him, but not before he, with that grievous wound, he personally led the first of many bayonet charges that the plucky defenders of the doomed fort made against those arrayed against them. And they successfully drove initially um, the attackers from Bala Hissar's immediate uh, grounds. Not many diplomats, I note, are, are, are known for leading bayonet charges. But uh, then Sir Pierre died and cannon was brought up by the besieging Afghans. Um, there was an officer commanding amongst the guides, Major Batty, who fell in the same moments as uh, as. Uh, So um, having lost uh, his two commanders, uh, Lieutenant Walter Hamilton, who was a 23 year old Irishman, then led repeated bayonet charges into the mouth of the enemy's guns. And that was the smart thing to do, because if you waited long enough for the cannon to get going, then you definitely were all going to die. But God, it must have taken some courage to do it. The numbers of the defenders dwindling very fast. Hamilton's last charge was made with the fortress now ablaze at his back. And the Afghans were forced away from the cannon, but then countercharged. And Hamilton realized that if all with him sought to retreat at once, then all would die. All if they all tried to, to get away, then they would all fall. So Hamilton ordered the rest of his men to go back into the fort and stood alone before uh, the charge of the Afghan army. And he died in a stand that permitted the rest of the small band uh, defending the fort um, to get away and retreat into what was left of the compound. And at this point, the besiegers realized they had killed the last of the British defenders of the fort. And they called out in a, uh, in a pause in the gunfire, they called out to the Indians of the guides, white fight for the British, surrender and live. And bellowed from within the wreck of a ruined fort, still ablaze, they received their answer in the form of Jemadar Jewand Singh's last order, fix bayonets. Led by their 57-year-old Jemadar, the last dozen of the Sikh sepoys charged forth from Bala Balahisar fort, dealing and receiving death rather than surrendering. As the dust settled and the fort burnt itself out, the Afghans the next day counted their losses. Over the course of eight bloody hours, the 2,000 besiegers had killed the 75 defenders of Bala Hissar, while sustaining 600 casualties of their own. It's worth noting, and we've talked before on the podcast about the French Foreign Legion, there is a similar tale of bravery and sacrifice at the Battle of Cameron, uh, in much the same era of history. And that battle is cherished by the men of the French Foreign Legion, and it is marked annually to this day. But such is the complexity of the uh, post-Empire environment, the men who fought together at Bala Hissar. The young Irishman, almost a boy, who sacrificed himself for his sepoys, the Sikhs who willingly died in defiance rather than to surrender to the Queen's enemies, their sacrifice is largely forgotten. Uh, Let it not be so. Fix bayonets. So I like that story uh, very much, and I hope you do too. I'd just give you one more uh, little anecdote before. Uh, signing off for this short episode of the Hidden History Happy Hour. A- and uh, I delight in telling an aliens anecdote without Brian, because um, it's one of his favorite subjects. I d- just mentioned that um, in 1985, President Reagan um, was deep in discussions in Switzerland with uh, Gorbachev. And uh, at one point in their negotiations, they peeled off away from their translators, away from their aides, And they had a conversation in private. And for many years, it was completely unknown to researchers and historians what they talked about. But our friends over at History in Memes on, uh, we used to call it Twitter, now called X, uh, posted a story that I saw that uh, revealed, at least to me, um, that Gorbachev had told people what uh, they discussed in 2009 when he was being interviewed on television. And people might have suspected it was a breakthrough agreement on arms reduction, or a discussion about what in Europe would trigger war and what wouldn't. No, no. Ronald Reagan took that opportunity to ask Gorbachev, if aliens invaded the earth, would we be able to put aside our differences and fight together to repel the outside force from beyond the earth? And Gorbachev was probably not expecting this line of questioning, but said yes. And therefore, until the fall of the Soviet Union, uh, there was at least an unknown but strong and binding commitment that America and the USSR would come together to fight off an alien invasion if it came about. Uh, Perhaps we will learn what Brian thinks about that story uh, when he's back with us in an episode or two. Uh, until then and um, congratulations again brian Um, thank you very much uh, for listening please don't forget to like and subscribe the podcast wherever you get uh, your uh, podcasts and until next time alex dean signing off uh, with a non-alcoholic but hearty nevertheless cheers thank you for listening to the hidden history happy hour podcast don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and if you have questions comments or suggestions for topics You can find us on Twitter or on our website, hiddenhistoryhappyhour.com. We look forward to joining you next time. Much gratitude to our multi-talented production team of Jeremy Corr, Kate Cruz, and Grace Keller, and to our visionary executive producer, Ivan Williams. And thanks also to our art designer, David Wardle, without whom this podcast would be, well, history. Cheers.